Hey guys, welcome to the 87th episode of Just Shoot It, a podcast about filmmaking, storytelling, and directing. I'm Oren Kaplan. And I'm Matt Enlow. Today we've got Sandeep Parikh on. He's a veteran filmmaker, an actor, performer, writer. He's a man of all, a jack of all trades, the master of all of them. And he's got a new interactive series live on Echo. It's a new platform. It's kind of like a choose your own adventure sort of situation, but it's hilarious and incredible and so complicated and fascinating to think about. He's going to really dive deep on what it is to make a new project on a brand new platform. It's kind of the prototype in a lot of ways for this it's the, he's their first series, basically. So it's a great episode. It's awesome if you're curious about emerging technologies and alternative forms of storytelling. Yeah, and the other cool thing about Sandeep is that both Matt and I have met him a very long time ago, right when we kind of started making videos. Yeah. Um, he was kind of famous for a little while. He was on this the, one of the first big web shows called The Guild. Uh, that was a Felicia Day show, and... He's just done a bunch of cool things since then. So it's going to be really fun to talk to him about our history together and also about what he's doing today. But before that, Oren, I've been dying to know, what have you been working on lately? Well, I've been working on uh, this little campaign for NVIDIA. Did I ever talk about it last week? Mm, I don't know. We haven't edited that episode yet, so I don't remember. Okay. Well, regardless, uh, oddly enough, we're shooting last Friday. We're shooting, we shot last Friday and we're shooting again Tuesday. We took the weekend and Monday off just because of actor availability. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of nice, right? Yeah, really nice. But why it's really, really nice is tomorrow we're shooting a Rube Goldberg machine, which mm -hmm. is something that we, we all love and it all think is just I the most simple thing yep. in the world. No, yep. And it is just impossible <laughs> to make work. <laughs> Everyone told us like, oh, those are really hard to make work. And I'm like, what? It's like a domino yeah, falling you get, and they yeah, hit dominoes this. and a ball bounces and then you, some fire goes yeah, off. Okay, we'll do a few takes. Yeah, but yeah. it's like we literally we're shooting first thing tomorrow morning. We have yet to get the machine to work all the way through once. You haven't even gotten it to work halfway through. Yeah, we've gotten halfway through. <laughs> but there are things where I'm like, wait, isn't a balloon supposed to pop at this point? Isn't this the blind supposed to go? Like all these things are supposed to happen. And the guys working on it are like, uh, yeah, we could do that. I'm like, what do you mean we could do that? Like, <laughs> That's to, the plan. I have to shoot this thing. We have the whole crew here tomorrow. So anyway, if you're doing a Rube Goldberg machine, just uh, mm -hmm. have schedule at least one day, not to build it, but to put it in position of where you're going to shoot it and get it to work. The OK Go video, you know, they'd made a famous one and uh, it supposedly took them a very long time to get it right. I believe it. Which makes sense. Um, so another interesting thing that happened today that I haven't even told you about yet is I had lunch with one of our listeners. His name is Ryan Chamley. He's from Australia. He'd emailed us before. Yeah, that name rings a bell. He made this show that got kind of really popular yeah. on Facebook about, it's kind of yeah. like, he said he was inspired by workaholics, but it's about these guys that work at like a Best Buy type shop, mm -hmm. uh, the guys and girls, like a, a group of people in Australia. And it got right. millions of views on Facebook and he's been directing all sorts of things in Australia. And he decided to fly to LA and like see what the scene is like here. And I gotta say, he's having a pretty good time because he had lunch with uh, one of his favorite podcasters. Man, that's incredible. Uh, Way to go, Ryan. But we had lunch at Tender Greens, which is mm -hmm, sure. a place I love because they have delicious salads. Sure. The uh, Happy Vegan's my go-to. Oh, yeah. It's but fun it's, to order. Yeah. It's fun to tell to a PA also. It's like a Happy Vegan, but with like the delicious meat part. Mm -hmm. um, but I went to one right next to Sawhorse, the production company I'm sure. working with right now. 
And I asked him if he wanted to come check out like what a like real kind of gritty production company <laughs> looks like. And so he came with me to Sawhorse and he met everyone and he kind of saw what all the different people are working on. The, and the Sawhorse, I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I There's no other production company like them. It's the most wild and gritty of all of them, I would say. It's not unlike a frat house where everybody, instead of... It feels like an indie film production. They're just like working nonstop on like the coolest videos. Yeah. It feels like an indie film production, but they're doing like, I mean, one Adam was editing a show for TBS with Leah Michelle and, uh, you know, someone else was doing these like videos for New York comedy festival and someone else is color correcting something. And someone else has just finished producing a, you know, big show for adaptive. Yeah. Yeah. And Um, everyone's like working nonstop there's a person on the couch like someone's pacing in the you know the parking lot like shouting about a deal it's great it's the best but also ryan had a meeting today at uta (laughs) and this guy todd that happened to be in the office is at uta and i was like oh you're at uta like you guys should talk about this meeting maybe he can give you some tips like you know it was just kind of this like very LA film, not like snotty in any way or pretentious in any way. It's actually the opposite. It's yeah, like, no. go just- It's a warehouse filled with computers. Yeah. Go hang out with like a bunch of people that are working on things and talk to them about what you're doing and then figure out like how you can be of help to each other. So I thought it was, it was cool. And, uh, and I was listening to Making Movies is Hard today, their latest episode. And Alaric was talking about how when he was in LA, it's so fun because everyone- he was with wanted to talk about their movies and when he went back to san francisco even though he went back for a shoot he said at lunch everyone was talking about like the camera specs and stuff and he was like why do you care about the camera we should be talking about the story you know and it made me realize yeah of course we all love cameras and love 4k 5k whatever all that crap but really we are interested in like what are these stories we're telling what are the characters we're making what are these series like how everything adds up it's not just one thing or the other. So I don't know. It was kind of a fun LA day for me. Um, so, I mean, I know we live here. So sure. every day is LA. Yeah. I even but, met with Matt today at the sure. Starbucks Reserve. Yeah. I was there. Ooh. My favorite Starbucks. It's pretty nice, you guys. And Matt and I got recognized. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Wait, who did, who? Uh, uh, Drew Pierce. Drew Pierce. Hey, man, thanks for listening to the podcast. Yeah. And he's someone I actually met at a film festival like 10 years ago, but he was like, hey, you guys are Matt and Oren. I listen to your podcast. So, so anyway, funny. not saying you got to move to LA to be a filmmaker. It does make things a little easier. Yeah. Before we talk to Sandeep, I'd just love to mention that, um, you know, if you guys can review us on iTunes and rate us, that is a huge for us. We will read any iTunes review we see. If you want to plug your film or whatever, we'll do that there. Um, so please do that. And please, please email us with your thoughts and questions. It's like super helpful for us to get feedback. Otherwise, we're just kind of making up what we think is interesting. <laughs> Okay, thanks, guys. We are going to talk to Sandeep now. So, Sandeep, you're here. I'm here. In the flesh. What's Can you believe it, guys? We did it. No, I, I've asked you're Sandeep welcome. to be on the podcast about <laughs> ever since we started the podcast. Um, oddly enough, the first time I asked you, I don't think I even realized that you lived less than a block away from Yeah, me. I didn't realize that either. It's I thought I parked further than you live. Oh, hundred percent. You yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you so absolutely you did. I live right down the road. Oh, I should do that. Yeah. Um, well, uh, yeah. So Sandeep is actually one of the first people I met when I moved to LA. Wait, are there a lot of people that know where you live? No, we and don't. Then they could, then they could find me. 
Uh, I, I mean, everyone knows I live life. in Beverly Hills. <laughs> Beverly Hills 90211. <laughs> trying to trying to make it feel real by making it imperfect. The uh, the Melrose Place like complex is around the corner from me, actually. What? Yeah. Oh, right. In Los Feliz, nice. not in yeah. Melrose. Yeah, it's not on Melrose. Not on Melrose like Place. where they shot it, actually. The exterior, basically. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, well, anyway, so when I moved to LA, one of the very first paid gigs I did was making this web series for Adam Film, where Matt worked and where Sandeep had his show. And I was talking to Peter Ignacio, the guy sure. that was like kind of shepherding all the shows at the time. And Peter introduced, he was like, oh, I told him I liked Legend of Neil, which is uh, sure. Sandeep's show. And he's like, oh, you want to go have drinks with him? I'm going to have drinks like you can join us. So I think my friend Avi and I, Avi mm-hmm. played Jesus in our show. Avi kind of looks like Jesus. Um, and we went, we had drinks with you and we were like, I mean, we were pretty fresh to Hollywood. And I was like, yeah, it just seems like so daunting. Like these people that are writing TV shows and like, how would you ever get there? Like, like it, it's just so scary to try to ever break into the system. And you said to me, you're like, dude, you think in your head, there's like some magical, like class of writer that is like amazing. And they just wake up and they can write amazing material and they get a ton of work and that you'll never be them. But the truth is like, we are those people. I we're, said that? We're, yeah. You're like, we are the next Man, generation smart, of writers. Man. We like, I like that guy. Yeah. Like you and me and us, we're the ones that are going to be doing this stuff. And so I don't know. I always like was really impressed and kind of inspired by that, like confidence of saying like, it's so easy to look at people and wish you were doing what they were doing. Right. But that's kind of like a cop out. And it's, it's like, even, you could be doing what they're like, doing. It's beyond easy. It's more like, it's like an illness to do that in a way. <laughs> and I, an illness that I have. Sure. That right. we all, we all have. have. Yeah, yeah. It's just like looking at everybody else's garden and like, they're pl- their tomatoes look plumper. Oh man. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's just about. I do about, have pretty plump tomatoes. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah, do you? Do you grow some tomatoes? I do. We stopped. We had so many freaking tomatoes. Well, <laughs> now you have a, you know you have a neighbor that loves tomatoes, so please oh, feel free to bring hey, them over. There you go. <laughs> I will. But yeah, I guess yeah. my point was, and still is, and this is the thing that I tell people when they ask or whatever, it's like, just keep planting seeds. Don't worry about other people's garden. Like, don't worry. Just keep planting seeds and keep watering the garden, and then you can't control how the shit grows. You can't sure. be like, hey, I expected seven papayas out of that tree. Like, that's not. Yeah, that's not. Like, that's work. not in your hands. Sure. You know. Well, you know, it's funny. I'll, I'll dovetail off this inspirational moment. Sandeep as inspiration. This is a weird thing to say. This is weird. So I'll caveat it. So so I, uh, I was working in the editorial department at Adam at the time. So I would like post videos and things like that, but I would work with the development team very loosely at that time. And I was so fucking jealous of you. I was insanely jealous wow. of you because, you know, uh, like Legend of Neil was Why? like a great show. Just a little you bit of context. You were the king of the hill. You know how little sure. they were paying. Right? I, I do know how little they were paying. Yeah. But at the time I was like, you know, like uh, that's exactly what I wanted to be doing. Yeah. And I think it actually did help as an inspiration to be like, oh, okay, like. This is a thing you can do. You were one of the first directors I knew who was like, who didn't have like a day job and was making a living and like made cool, weird internet content on your own terms, which is pretty rad. Right. And for our listeners that don't know, so Adam Film was Comedy Central's digital Sure. It was their funny or die, basically. Yeah. Um, And Sandeep had a show called Legend of Neil, which was based on Legend of Zelda. But it's just some guy in like the world. It was a live action show. Yeah, it's yeah. like stupid Le- Legend of Zelda, basically. Right. Yeah. Just a, you know, yeah. a jamoke named Neil who gets sucked into the game and has right. to fight his way out. Um, and it was a comedy. Yeah. 
uh, sorry to any Neils out there, but sure. it's just like the most like lame name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you tried to like, what's the turd person? Oh, Neil, great. <laughs> but then I have some friends named Neil, so I feel sure, terrible. Sure. Yeah, that, sorry, Neil. Actually, no, that's, I'm, I'm lying to make a joke. The real reason I named it Neil, named him Neil, I, re I realize now is because when I first saw The Matrix mm -hmm. in the theater, <laughs> I had thought, and this is no joke. I had thought that they were calling him Neil for like most of the show, most of the movie. And I was like, that is so weird. Like, why are they celebrating this as like a cool name? It was, it was literally, and then when he like, you know, uh, is in the, tra the, the subway station and like, sure. you know, he's, and he's calling him Mr. Anderson over. He's like, my name is Neil. <laughs> because if it was like the coolest thing and I'm like, this is terrible. I mean, I love the movie, but I was like, why Neil? And then it was only after I rewatched it that I realized his name was Neo. That is so funny. And what so, a funny way to watch that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was pretty uh, stoned. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Boy, that really but, uh, got that's me. That's like, oh, there's this, the, that's the, why it's the legend of Neil. Yeah. <laughs> that makes so sense. Yeah. There's this religion, uh, the Baha'i faith. You yeah. heard of these mm -hmm. guys? Their God is called, his name is Bob. Oh, um, really? Yeah. And I up. went to like their temple in Israel and they're like, yeah, the Bob says this and the Bob says no, that. Bob. So yeah. Oh, and it turns out right. it's spelled, it's spelled like B-U-B. Mm -hmm. So oh. it's not as, so it's Bub. Yeah, yeah. So I had a similar experience. Anyway. Super funny. Inspiration everywhere. Indeed. Yeah. Legend of Neil. <laughs> yeah. Neo. Um, well, so, and you were also on the guild, obviously. And well, yeah, I was just going to say, now I feel like you've both both probably work more as directors than I do. So I think you're doing, well, you've got like well. a great acting career going as well. Right. So, yeah. So Sandeep is the, I tried to diversify my portfolio. You yeah. play the Indian guy on the guild, right? I was the Indian guy. Yeah. I tried, I tried out for the redheaded girl. Sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, she was already cast, it. I guess. Yeah. yeah. And, and like the, the guild or whatever. I'm, I'm guessing most people that listen to this know what that is, but it was kind of like, as I recall, like one of the first big web hits, like web series sure. that were So both, both of these shows, I'd say, and I mean, certainly the guild is, is, I think, significantly more popular, but both of them are what I call like Fight Club famous, mm -hmm. where like... It's, Doesn't everyone love Fight Club in every No, no, yeah, no, not a fan of Fight Club. It's, you remember in the movie when... You know, they're talking about, oh, you can't talk yes. about Fight Club, but then, you know, you give looks to people. Mm -hmm. So, like, I was at, like, airport security once. This actually happened a few times at airport security. We have, I think we have a fair amount of TSA fans. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was in line as a brown guy. I'm, I'm often in line as a brown guy. I'm mostly, whenever I'm in line, I'm a brown guy. Sure. Right. Uh, and so, but at an airport, it's especially, it can be a little bit harrowing sometimes. <laughs> and, uh the uh, TSA agent was like, all right, this whole line, everybody move this way. You're going to go to this line, except for you. And he pointed <laughs> at me. And this is in Manchester, New Hampshire. I'm from New Hampshire. Uh -huh. And I know how white that town is. Sure, yeah. yeah. That's, that state is. And so I was like, oh boy, of course, in my hometown. Here we go. Um, and uh, I assumed a finger was going on my butt in less than <laughs> 30 minutes. Um, but yeah, he like called me up. Like to the front of the line, and he was like, "Hey, man, I'm a huge fan of the Guild." <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, you know, like not it's not widespread. We have a deep fan base, not a very but it's a lot of international. I mean, didn't you guys have an Xbox show? It's international. I mean, I've been to like Australia on conventions, England. Uh, we got invited to the Czech Republic. Oh Couldn't yeah, check that England. off the list, right? So check that. Nice. 
Not You're the list writer. of republics. <laughs> no, <laughs> just a punster. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, it's been it's 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 been absolutely amazing. Well, it, it's I, I think it's funny because I think you know you make an internet video and you look at the number of views and you're like, oh man, it, it just becomes this obtuse thing where it's like you just want it to be higher, but you never really associate those views with people watching them. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, like a hundred thousand people, two hundred thousand people, a million people. That's so many people. Of course, you're going to run into people at the airport who love your shows. Yeah. And then I just wonder if it's like the same 10 people watching it over and over again <laughs> who love it so much. But no, it's cool. It's cool. I mean, it's it's also interesting that none of it really translates to the next project necessarily. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's always like you're always starting over. You're starting from scratch every time. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the problem with trailblazing, right? It's like there are plenty of like prominent online creators now who wouldn't know those shows or don't know oh, Squares. No, yeah, I'm sure most of our audience We're total is like, old news. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. But it was like the high maintenance of its day. Sure. Yeah. Right. That's a perfect comparison. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, and you guys got like millions of, like a million dollars to do the Xbox show, right? Or like the guild? Um, I don't, I don't know that our budget ever got up to a million. Is that what you're saying? That's, that or what I got paid? I That's certainly not what no, I got No, no, what you got, what, <laughs> Fel, what Felicia got to do the show for Microsoft. I, she might have gotten a payday. I don't really know. We, we didn't really like discuss. Uh, she wasn't like, hey guys. Yeah, she, she wasn't going to like check. talk about her, you yeah, know, yeah. whatever her take was. I'm sure she got a good take, but she should take care of herself. She created sure. it. She worked crazy hard at it. And that's how I make my money too, is just by as much as I can being the, having my production company produce the shows that I direct. Oh, interesting. And then keeping the underages and being really smart with the budget. And So that that's um, fascinating. I didn't realize. So you produce the stuff that you make as well. Yeah, yeah. And do you produce it yourself or do you have a producer at your company? I have company? a producer as well. Jeff Winkler has produced most of my stuff. Is he related to uh, Henry? Henry Winkler? Yeah. I don't think so, no, sadly. Oh. I'm sure he'd bring that up. Right? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I feel like at this point, I mean, I, I married him. <laughs> Uh -huh, to sure. his wife. I was at the officiant. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't marry him. <laughs> oh, you I, were the... I, I officiated their wedding. Okay. Um, so I think I would have known if Henry Winkler was there. Yeah, yeah. That's all I'm saying. There's just a dude in the back. <laughs> in a leather jacket. Yeah. Leather jacket. Yeah. Show up on a motorcycle. Hey. You're like, oh, the jukebox isn't working. <laughs> yeah. then... Well, so speaking of shows that you direct, you just did a show for Echo. Yeah. So I've been a little dormant because um, I've been working on this show for about two years. Over two, two years? years? We, we shot the pilot in 2015, yeah, the, in October. Damn. Yeah, so, I mean, there was, a, there was an interim period, but the, the thing with this show, it's interactive. So uh, you, it's, we're sort of billing it as new girl, but you're in control of Jess, and you can choose whether she slaps Nick in the face or kisses him, and then the narrative will progress from there, um, which is super fun. I mean, I, I, I love, I've, I was a huge fan of the Choose Your Own Adventure books and I feel like this is truly like the, it fulfills the promise of that premise. Right. Right. So literally so. users are when they go to an echo yeah. video and it's EKO in case anyone wants sure, to right. look it up. So, um, but like as a, a prompt comes up or as a character has to make a decision, literally like a graphic interface will like overlay and you'll kind of pick. Yeah like kind of different icons that would create different, your, your character creates different choices basically. Or yeah. you, you choose the for your character, I should say. Right, right. And so it's, uh, what, what's I think particularly awesome about Echo's platform is that they, it's seamless. So it's not, it doesn't like freeze frame and then the mm -hmm. three items, three choices come up. Yeah, there's no like 
timer that says like yeah. choose in 10, 9. Yeah. But it well, is very there, visual there, there too. There are some ones, some that have timers, but it's all like there's still uh video still playing while the choices mm-hmm. are being made, which I think it just it gives it this like real magical feeling mm-hmm. because everything's sort of preloaded and uh it's just it's all very cleverly coded so that it really feels like you are in live editing the show. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's just no yeah. stoppage or stuttering and it's it's pretty if it, it just feels so intuitive right. I, I love so I love as an example together, so like on, yeah. in the first episode of your show called that time when right that moment when sorry that moment it's when okay. it'll be on the yeah everybody will be saying it soon so right. sure. it's yeah. just, it hasn't come out yet so it's it's a for, it's forgiven that yeah. moment when i said the wrong name of the show <laughs> uh so it's it's about so the main actress is milana Vintrube. Vintrube, yes who Looks a lot like my wife, unfortunately. It's so funny that you say that. I don't. I don't think I see that. But oh, really? They're brunettes. Yeah, my they wife seemed funny. Everyone thought my wife was doing this giant AT and T campaign. You don't really? know how many people are like, so hey, funny. "Hey, congrats, congrats on the AT and T thing." Yeah. She's like, God. Um, but uh, oh, so funny. in the first episode, she meets. She's at a party and she runs into a guy that knows her, but she can't remember for the life of her his name or where she met him. Hashtag relatable. <laughs> right. And so um, she's having a conversation with him and he's like, oh, remember that that crazy thing you revealed to me? Um, you know what I'm talking about. And she says, yeah, the thing about. Uh, uh, and so she's kind of like mumbling and stuttering. And while she's doing that, you see you three the choices prompt, yeah. Yeah. on, you on screen. You something either sexual, hygienic or criminal. And there's absolutely no um, way anyone clicks on anything other than sexual. Right. You guys probably get uh, feedback on what people. Yeah, click on, right? that's uh, that'd be an interesting one to look at. I, I yeah, I mean, probably sexual is the is the is the one. Yeah, because it's like the most clicked. When but I was they're, going they're through it, they're all very funny. They should click them all. Yeah, I was gonna say the thing that I because I I saw the pilot kind of a while ago uh, because they use it as like a, an example of like how to do it right. Right, it's like oh, if you want to do an echo show, like here's a way that's like really creative and fun. Right, it's part of the creator's guide yeah. for Echo, right? Cool. Yeah, it's like, like, I, like the, I didn't know that. Oh, did you not? No. That's, yeah, that's how I saw it. Like they were like, "This is a, an example of it working cool. right." Cool. Um, All right, but, we but did what I right? Yeah, right. Yeah, no, you <laughs> nailed it. Um, but the fun is that after that first or second decision, you realize that like part of the fun is in thinking of what is going to be the most surprising or funny version, right? Like right. it's less. This one's less about the plot necessarily sure. and more about the different joke opportunities that you're setting up for yourself. Right. right? So it's right. like set up what punchline do I think is going to yield the most surprising result? Yeah. And I think there's, it's interesting when I watch it with people that, you know, are first timers, you can definitely tell a lot about a person. Like they're, sure. <laughs> they're definitely either Paragon or Renegade, mm. <laughs> you know, like they're definitely, they're folks that are like, I want to watch the world burn and they mm-hmm. pick the most awkward choices. And sure. then there's the ones that are like, I want to win this for her. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's so surprising who is who, like, like my mom was picking all the funny ones. Like all, well, they're all, I think they're all funny in their own way. Sure. The craziest. She's picking the, like the craziest. That's ones. my I'm instinct like, I'm like, who yeah. are you woman? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, but no, but, and then there are other people that are like, want to win the game. And that's the other part is that we added a sort of a game element, which I don't think all the echo shows do. And that became a real, um, you know, uh, sort of exponentially more complex mm-hmm. thing to do into their platform, but, um, can we, is it okay if we spoil the game in at least like the first episode or something? 
not uh, spoil, but yeah, like kind of explain how it works. Because yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's really fascinating. Yeah. And people have tried doing interactive entertainment forever, but Echo has a few things they've, a few yeah. layers they've added that make a big difference, I think. And part right. of that, the game. So in the first one where she's trying to remember this guy's name, every time you kind of choose, a dis- make a decision that is right, that you, she says the correct thing, you get a few letters of his name. Right. You're kind of playing a hangman. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So by the end you have, the the better you've watched the show, I guess, (laughs) the higher chance you have to get this guy's name right when he, when you have to finally introduce him to your boyfriend at the end. And then also the show has a memory, right? So you, in the next episode, you know, like those ramifications, oh, it carries forward um, a little bit more. I don't know that that's going to be the case. Oh, is that? Oh, yeah, we, we, we. <sighs> Within yeah. the show, it has a memory. But Within each within episode, each episode has yeah. a memory. We, in, I think, ended up um, sort of, hey, that, maybe that's a season two functionality sure, kind sure. of a thing. Um, yeah. We the, had sort of designed the show to maybe do that. And then in the end, it was just like, it's, it's. It too many branches. Worth. Right. Yeah, it just wasn't worth the battle mm-hmm. ultimately that it was going right. to have to be, because it's it's all just so so new. So it's kind of, we just had to choose our battles. Right, you know? right. Well, and I think you know the challenge of all of these different possibilities. Like immediately, you're like, oh, I could go this way, I could go that way. Oh, wait, I still have to shoot all of this. Right. Oh, yeah, as a yeah. filmmaker, yeah. you're saying. Yeah, as a filmmaker, and as a, a producer as well, basically. And, and in the right, even in the writing of it was mm-hmm. was, uh, and the just just the design of the show was really intense. I mean, we have all these crazy flow charts. Well, don't they say for like an eight minute episode, you need to shoot about twenty minutes of content? It's it was, about it was two about, and a half. Yeah, I think we we did about three x. Roughly. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and so you edit three, you edit, if you edit 30 minutes, if you have 30 minutes worth of edited show. Yeah. 10 minutes of, then 10, it's minutes 10 minutes, of, minutes of an experience as they call it. And how much of that it. is, how much of those 10 minutes are, um, like kind of those <laughs> waiting for you to decide. Moments? Oh, not, not, I don't think that might. Not many. significant. No, no. I mean, the choice moments are about five to 10 seconds long. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they will auto pick for you to keep it kind of seamless. So if you don't make a choice in time, then it's going to pick probably the worst choice for you. What's interesting is that because I've seen a couple other shows on Echo, but yours, they all kind of use the pause functionality a little bit differently. Like mm-hmm. the other shows you couldn't pause, like the video that Daniels did, mm-hmm. which I found kind of frustrating because one of the things I love about watching videos is like knowing how far into the video I am and oh, how yeah. much farther I have to go. Right. <laughs> Um, but on yours, if you pause it, it'll say there are about four minutes left. Right. It's about three minutes. They can't tell you how much time is left because they right. don't know how fast what you'll choose you and take. what choices yeah. you'll make. Yeah, totally. I love that Daniels one though, man. I think that's a work of art. I uh, also do. I don't know if Matt likes it as I'm much as so we do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. That was man. the other thing that they show you. And I like, I, was blown away I love it. those guys. They're incredible. Yeah. And like, of course, if I were Echo, I'd give them something like this. This is like perfect for them. So the but Daniels like are a directing duo that sure. have directed uh, Swiss Army Man. Swiss Army Man, yeah. but the incredible Nike Turn Down for What? Turn Down for What? Sure. The yeah. music video. Best freaking music video. Right, if you want to see, oh, do you guys see Magic Ball? Or, or yeah. Interesting Ball? Interesting Ball. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- their work is just, they're two young guys, they're both named Daniel, and they're just like, Brilliant. If you watch them, you basically will want to be a director. There's a, a video. Or you'll for, be like so intimidated like, <laughs> and be like, mind. I'm never going to direct. I would recommend the, uh, the pigeons video. I think it's called. We'll, we'll link it in the show notes, but one of their very early ones, the one where the girl vomits, uh, 
fireworks. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen it. It's oh. great. It's are like they super all early. snorting like um. What are those pixie sticks? No, no. It, it, she's drinking and then starts barfing like fireworks. Like fireworks. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then the, it's Katie like Katy Perry ripoff. It's all speed ramping and like basic compositing, just done really, so really well. well. Yeah. Um, but still like a little like twixtery, like a little, you can see the edges basically. And it's nice to look at and then look at the turn down for what video and you can see kind of like how, how they, they got there. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. It's great. Cool. Um, so yeah, we'll put that in the show notes, but yeah, yeah. So they did a show for and echo barfing weird things is always funny to me, but their show for echo is more like an art installation than, yeah. and then a story right. than storytelling. You're like, Oh, mm-hmm. this belongs in a museum for yeah, sure. It's about yeah. a breakup and you can kind of, the, decisions the characters make keep forking and you can jump to see any fork at any point in time. And so it's r- really just location that they are forking. They're not really right. Like, like the content is exactly the same. But by the end and, you see all yeah. the other forks in the background of Ugh, the scenes. It's so like, brilliant. Can't, I can't even I describe know. it. You just got to watch it. Pretty. Th- that the Daniels Echo, E-K-O, check it, like Google. Yeah, that. but check out my thing first. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> that feeling when. Just yeah. kidding. That moment. <laughs> that moment. <laughs> Kill you both. Um, and so Milana, she we know her as the AT and T girl, obviously, but she's also on This Is Us, and, and she's going to be Squirrel Girl. Yes. And she's in a and bunch new of stuff. Warriors. Yeah. Cool. And she was your roommate. So this is funny. She was my intern first. Sure. At your production company. For Legend of Neil season three. Oh wow! I have and, a quick. Uh, I have a quick Milana story. She um, got me into my first big party at Comic-Con that year that we went for Legend oh, Neil. And yeah. she was like, this guy writes on Entourage, let us in. And we got into the sci-fi party. God, I love, yeah, I yeah. love Milana. Oh, she's, she's, awesome. genius. she's the best. Yeah, yeah, it was so funny. And I was like, <laughs> of hey, course we, she did. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I do. I write. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not something shots. you want to admit nowadays, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, no, definitely But uh, not. <laughs> back then, that was a, that, yeah, that's was, such a Milana thing to do. I love it. So back to interactive filmmaking, the, another cool thing that Echo has kind of evolved since we've seen iterations of this in the past is they're really into like, they, they like, they want a, your decision that you make to really affect the story and for you to see how that, how it affects the story immediately. Like mm-hmm. they don't want you to, the viewer to feel like their decision doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and they right. also are really into callbacks. So like maybe if you make a decision in the beginning, you'll yes. get a callback to it later on, which again, makes you feel like when I watched your show or like the first couple episodes, I was wondering, there were some callbacks and I was wondering how much I had missed by not making a different decision, you know, (laughs) um, which is, which is cool. Good. Like it felt cohesive. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's the idea. Is that the Um, the goal is just like, you want people to watch through and kind of if you watch it all the way through once and enjoy and like you created your own version of the story, that's awesome, mm-hmm. you know, but I, you know, for me, yeah, I hope that people. I kind of wish you see, could rewind and make a different Yeah, Yeah. I think we're, um, we're trying to get them to work on that functionality, but, um, right now the ethos is sort of like, you know, get like, them to do it all the way yeah, through again. Like, yeah. Like we don't like, they, they don't want to be the, the books where you can like flip through and see sure how how the you pages, should stick yeah. a finger into the book and then yeah. you know like you have it's to like, run no, out of you have to commit yeah. to a choice and it's going to make a, yeah. a difference well you do know? you think there is one path that you take that you as the creator of the show would find the most satisfying we had to be pretty um 
I, no, I mean, I, I guess it's like choosing between your children. Like I like them all in some ways. I mean, there's certainly, yeah, there's certainly paths that I'm like this. I hope they choose that path because I, it just has this joke in it. That's really funny. Or are there any like really Jeff big Lewis is, appears and versus he won't right, appear right. and sort of other paths. Are there any big, really big visual gags? Like there's an explosion if they chose this path, but you'll miss it. There, yeah. I would say there, there are in, certainly in the later episodes, there are definitely some things that, you will totally get a different sort of experience. You'll have different characters oh, that cool. you'll interface with and that you won't get in other paths. So, oh, cool. so it definitely, it definitely grew into that. So Matt um, and I are both potentially pitching shows to echo. Who knows? We're kind of figuring it out. So tell us what's like, what makes it difficult? Like what are the difficulties in shooting an interactive show? Hmm. Oh, so this is the part that I might ask you to delete later. <laughs> uh, uh, don't tell us anything. You don't want to feel comfortable. No, I mean, I think it's just what's cool about Echo is that they really want you to, they want it to be your show and do what you want. What can be difficult about that is that they don't necessarily even really temper your expectations, hmm. or at least they didn't for me. And so there are some things that we did that I, you know, sort of, I can't remember the, the like the pithy phrase for this, but it was like doing a shit ton of work for maybe very little payoff, but didn't recognize that that would be the case um, going into it. And, and so there was a little of like, man, I really wish we didn't even bother with that functionality. I just don't think it was going to really, it just wasn't worth all that. Sure. But yeah. I mean, you know, that's kind of the fun of it though, in some ways, you know? Right. Yeah. Like that's that you're, like you, again, you're trailblazing. So it's yeah. like, it's hard to know what's going to be the most. Right. And really, you, you know, know, well, look, maybe the thing that I think it was worthless, like maybe that's what we get all these comments and all this love about. I don't know, you know. Right. Well, I'm um, curious. We won't know until tomorrow when it premieres. <laughs> it, it premieres tomorrow. It premieres. Oh tomorrow. man, that's yeah. exciting. Yeah, yeah. Kill tomorrow, it. by the way, is November fourteenth. Fourteenth. Oh, <laughs> tomorrow yeah, yeah. is November fourteenth. <laughs> uh, so when you hear this, it's already out. So you should definitely check it out. Um, I'm really curious how you work with your actors, like when you have to do have them do all these different versions and how you direct mm-hmm. like the character and the, you know, all these kind of things that when you have a linear script, it's much easier to say like, well, this is the scene where this happens and yeah. you grow in this way and you change as a character here and this is leading to that. But when you are as an actor, less in control of your decision-making, it seems right tricky. What, how do you do? Do you always shoot all three versions like in a row back to back or how do you do it? For the most part, if, I mean, that's mostly what the script would call for unless you're wildly changing directions or like locationally changing. But we shot, it actually kind of fed into my wheelhouse, which is I'm, I'm an improv comedian and that's just where I cut my teeth was doing improv. And, um, and so this is, and my entire cast is folks from, mm-hmm. that are in the improv world, UCB folks and uh, I do an improv show called Hammer Don't Hurt Them, and so like most of the a good chunk of that cast was in was in this show. You know, a, a lot of the actors were people that I've worked with before, and we kind of have a good rapport with this. And so, it, what's what's especially great about it is that in other shows where I have alts and stuff that are that I'm, I'm like, ah, that's mm-hmm. amazing, but that's totally going to the right. gag reel at best. I'm like, oh, we can maybe make a whole choice out of this. Right. <laughs> and so it actually leaves you with a lot of opportunity and usable footage. Uh, so, But are your actors ever like confused? Oh, for sure. We're all confused. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it really is just, remember, like, you always have to preface 
sort of where you came from and where you're going um, in every in every scene so that emotionally the character will make, will be consistent Mm -hmm. as it plays through no matter which choice you take, because it does like, we had to keep collapsing the choices, Mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't just branch out infinitely. It has to collapse into these other like, right. So you kind of start and end more or less the same, with those big beats always kind of dovetail back, right? They do. They do. Yeah. Because we're telling a continuous story. I mean, it is a serial show so you know certain major things have to happen it's sort of the how it happens it's like that moment when you get dumped in public the episode is uh you know it's obviously this horrible awkward thing that she's got to go through and it's a function of whether or not you're going to come out of that looking like you know a total ass and getting thrown right. out of the restaurant or i got you, thrown out of the restaurant was that when i got thrown, out, got of thrown out of the restaurant when i watched it yeah Just and like i tried to version. not get thrown out i yeah. love that it's at the elks lodge yeah. I shoot so many things at the Elks Lodge. It's the best. Yeah, yeah me too. It's like so pleasing. It's um, one of the most haunted a, places in Los Angeles. I believe it. Yeah. I mean, um, oh man, I'm blanking on the owner's name. But Sandy. Sandy, yeah. If she... She's a real kick, that lady. She could be, you know, right? a ghost and I would not be surprised. Sure. <laughs> um, honestly, I think she, it was a children's hospital before it was. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's not okay. Yeah. yeah you I, said that. Yeah, hey, okay, sure. You should Google it for sure. Yeah. But I feel like anyway. every once in a while you end up at locations where it's like, oh, this is a totally affordable, great yep. restaurant and also convention hall and also police station. <laughs> we shot two episodes there yeah. and a, a part of a third one. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah, exactly. Affordable, kind. Yeah. <laughs> like friendly ghosts. That yeah. Uh, uh, a so, bunch of Caspers, right? Yeah. But I, I was just saying that like there's the, the, the alternate version is, oh, there's, there's actually several endings in that episode, but, or you could be heralded as... Like you flip the script on him and it's like, it's almost like you dumped him kind of a thing. Oh, and um, in that ending, is she like sad outside the restaurant or is she? Yeah, but sad? in the end you're still dumped mm-hmm. because it leads into the next episode, which is that moment when you have to find your Craigslist roommate and, or if you meet your potential Craigslist roommate because she moves out of the place, uh, out of her boyfriend's together. place. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's kind of, so it's, it's, it's the how, I guess right. is, is what matters more than. Yeah, that's really wise. Yeah. And what about like your DP and your script supervisor? Like, how do they? How are they interacting <laughs> My with these? Scripty, also named Sandy. Branches. Um, yeah. Sandy is also, by the way, the script supervisor from the Disaster Artist, which is oh. a book that was recommended on this podcast. It's so good. Another and Sandy. Another Sandy, I'm oh. assuming. But this Sandy ended up basically being the director of the Room that movie, oh. um, because he was the script supervisor, and he just. Uh, like it, it never occurred to me that the script supervisor is could basically direct the movie. Also. Oh sure, yeah, huh. um, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, mine does all the time. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, uh, my Sandy is fantastic. She, uh, you know, it was just like a, it was an absolute war for her to try to keep track of all the alts and stuff. But I mean, you know, everything is scripted, so she has something to work off of. But so much of the show, I mean, it, we were shooting eighteen pages a day for ten days, one hundred eighty pages. Wow. And, uh, yeah, and so it's an absolute bear. <laughs> 18 was, pages for like six minutes of content. Yeah, like t- a 10 minute experience, I'd say, per episode, I guess. You, yeah, oh, okay. I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, yeah, 18 pages, six, six minutes of content, right? Well, no, because it's, it's 18 minutes of content, actually. Right. It's just maybe six minutes of a specific experience. Right. But all the content is usable. So the hardest part of, well, there are many hard parts, but the I guess the challenge for the crew was obviously just kind of 
whatever part of their brains were the director part of their brains, they had to kind of like throw away a little bit and be mm-hmm. like, okay, no, I just got to do my, I'm just going to do my DP thing and not, because it's like, it's too much for any person. Sure. To right. Well, did you ever have a fear to, that you're the only person that knows what's oh, going on? A hundred percent. Like most of the time I felt that way. I actually had a really good EP and Scott Kramer and my, actually my DP was actually also pretty great about being on top of it. And Milana. If anybody was like a second director, it was Milana because she's in every single scene, every mm-hmm. moment of that thing, and she was on her feet acting all day, and so um, she was she was pretty on top of it as well. So I mean, it's a yeah, we're all kind of a, a bit frazzled, but at the same time, I don't know. I I, I was a computer science major, and so I feel like <laughs> I like understand sort of design and were you, you know I CS was a major? computer science major too. Yeah, yeah. so I just had to kind of like break things up like really logically for mm-hmm. myself, and then I was like, okay. You know, this is an if if this is an if then statement. That's all it is. It's just right, several if right. then statements. This is a for loop. Okay, I can get it. You know, I can just sort of get my brain working that way. And so I think maybe a thing that maybe makes things kind of easier is that in certain circumstances, it wasn't like you were changing setups for each moment. Okay, right? so yeah, yeah. No, that that's a great point. So that was the that was what I had to limit. Mm-hmm. So versus page count, that was less the marker of whether or not this is going to be a hellish day versus you know setups. Mm-hmm. And we shot three cameras which was just an absolute necessity. There's obvious, obvious trade-offs to that, that, sure. you know, kind of a bummer, you know, you see what you want to get a really great shot. You really want to like, sure. I mean, I, 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 I had great. to, th- I had yeah, to throw too. away. I, I think it was, yeah, I think for a three camera show, it looks really, really good. But you know, just in terms of like getting this kick-ass rack focus moment mm-hmm. or, you know, oh, yeah, like a right. beautiful dolly or just like, I had to throw all that out. Like there's probably like four dolly moves in this whole thing. Right, right, right. And I've, you know, planned for like, 20 or something, you know, it just, it just was a war of attrition ultimately. But do you find though that you know. because like, cause I feel like improv is, it, you could say the same thing about like, we're shooting a ton of improv, right? It's just like, yeah. you just kind of lock everything off and let people run. And yep. then that's yep. kind of what you deal with. Was it a big bummer for you? Or is it just like, it, to me, there's something really fun and just like getting a bunch of extra jokes, getting to oh, use I those alts it. is I mean, so awesome. I, yeah, right? I absolutely love it. Cause, and that, but it's very much like the actor side of me that, that mm-hmm. falls in love with that. Like, I think I'm now like the, the like director side of me that really wants to like shoot something beautifully is like a little bit starving. Right. And I, and I don't mean to say, I do sure. really think it is a beautiful, yeah. like it's, it's beautifully shot and bride killed it. But like, you know, just like, I want to shoot single camera so fucking yeah, badly. Yeah. Like I'm just ready to, I've been on this I mean, thing for two years. So like, that's yeah. natural. Like whenever <laughs> yeah. you shoot yeah. anything for a while, yeah. you just want the next thing to be the exact yeah. opposite. Yeah. Of it. Yeah. yeah. I had shot a movie with a deaf guy as the lead and all I wanted was someone that just talks nonstop for my next movie. Cause I was like, <laughs> he's not, it's so quiet. Um, so in your show, it totally works that Milana is like, her character is like kind of indecisive. Mm-hmm. Do you think in that format for every show Echo does where the viewer is <laughs> controlling what the character does, you to have that seamless experience, you need to have a somewhat indecisive character. Because yeah, they're always I mean, kind of like, um, well, uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I, I'm sure not. I'm sure, you know, it's like that thing where you sort of, you see something and you're like, yeah, this is the way it all has to be. And then someone else comes along right. and makes something totally unique and amazing. Um, and you're like, oh yeah, that's, that changes the paradigm entirely. Right. I feel like, I feel like there's so many ways you could do the choice moments and especially since they give you such access to their like platform, I don't know how much they're going to continue to do that. I really, do, I have no idea. Cause like we were their first series mm-hmm. really. And I know that they were learning a lot. 
as we were doing it. And I'm, and I'm sure they were going, okay, never again, <laughs> never again, <laughs> this. Sure, like, yeah. you know, for certain aspects. Of right. It. Cause you know, just some stuff works better than other stuff. So it, it worked for our character it worked for our story, but I'm sure you could do it. Right. Because your character is kind of someone that is like constantly trying to find the right answer to these in these awkward situations, mm-hmm. in these moments right. when things yeah. are uncomfortable. And yeah. I think that it does a really good job of kind of helping you step into her shoes as a result. You know, those moments like there's a great sort of that character you want to jump in and kind of like guide that character's interactions. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and and if, but and then also the the challenge was like, hey, make sure it still feels like it's she's a consistent character, right? right that's specific, right, right? You know, um, which I think that's like a testament to Milana, sure, and, and the writer Jonathan. And that's and something Kansas, you, yeah, they in the choose your own adventure books you were kind of lacking, right? Totally, you felt mm-hmm. like you were this generic character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess if you do like action stuff. It might be easier. Like I can imagine someone is running down a hallway and there's three doors. Right. right. Like, Which one do you go into? Which right. And you have is, basically, yeah. you have the amount of time it takes this character to get to the end of the hallway to make the decision. Sure. And so they don't actually have to stop and wait for you to decide. Yeah. Or you can do like, you could probably do slow-mo tricks or. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Sp- speed. Ra- I mean, we tried to, we did some slow-mo for like in episode four. It's that moment when you get. You call in sick and you'd run into your boss. Right. Um, and she's in a uh, clothing store. She's like shopping. And um, clothing store, what a weird way to. No, I think, that, is that, I think that's okay. what they call it. I mean, like it was, an H&M type of place. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I just, I all of a sudden a heard, my, like, store? I, I heard my mom in my voice. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, <laughs> she was shopping and uh, she sees her boss on the other side of it and she's got to like navigate her way through the store and trying to get out without being seen. And so we had these choice moments that were less oh, sort of yeah. like dialogue things and more like which rack do you hide right, in? Right, right. Which mannequin do you pose as? Or, or what do you do? Yeah, whatever. Um, what accessory do you put on your face to try to get by her and, and out the door? And so we, we, we sort of enacted some slow-mo. I would say... You know, in retrospect, I wish I did 20 things better than I did, you know, sure. for that. But I think that like, you know, had that not been a one day shoot in the store, had we had a two day shoot, like we could have done some really cool camera moves and really great slow motion stuff that would have been, that, that wouldn't have just been that standard sort of like dialogue choice, stuttering, kind of riffing, vamping thing. Right. So. Take note, producers. If we have more days to shoot things, <laughs> yeah. they can it's be better. cooler. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> Um, that's cool. So what's next? You yeah, finally finished a, this project. 25 pages that day. Ooh, boy, 25 pages. <laughs> 25 pages for 30 seconds truck of viewer experience. Two hours, our grip truck showed up two hours late. Well, let Sorry. me ask you kind of a broader question, um, because it, it's clear there's so many different things, so many things you couldn't have even fathomed about like creating a branching story and all of that. If you could go back, what would you do differently about kind of an in, approaching an interactive story? Like from a writing standpoint? Yeah, a writing, directing, all of it, right? Like start with the writing maybe. It comes down to time. I mean, really just, we wrote this thing in like two and a half weeks. Like Jonathan McCandless and I broke this story like while we were still making the deal like knowing that because like, they're like, trust me, the deal's going to get made. I'm like, look, right. as far as I will go is breaking the story. I'm not going to like make this guy start scripting until 
Yeah, you can't not pay somebody else if yeah. things fall through. But yeah. we, were, we, were, we were all on board with like, hey, look, let's just put in our best effort sure. and we'll, we'll, this is as far as we'll go and we'll, whatever. So, and and then, you pitched it with him or you pitched it alone? So they, they kind of came to me with the original idea and then I repitched them. I was like, I want to do this instead kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And how did Echo find um, you? I just had a general with them. Oh, yeah. And how'd you get the general? Uh, through my manager, Kevin Herrera. I didn't know you were with Kevin. Yeah. Where's Kevin? Rad. Yeah, the machine. Kevin? No, no, but oh. he uh, he produced uh, the Go Ninety show I just did. Oh, what's the show? What's what show? It's not announced yet. So I'll cut this oh. part out. CVNT five. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's like an EDM show. They were production services on it. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. It's cool, man. Let's wrap about that later. CVNT five yeah, looks like C U N T S if you looked at it. Oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. It's EDM speak, mm-hmm. like lead speak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is one of the reasons I love Kevin is because he's really, um, you know, on the forefront of all these like weird, wacky digital projects. He's a hustler. He listens to the show, actually. Great bow ties. Great bow ties. Yeah. Great disposition. Shout out to Kevin. Um, Yeah. Yeah, he's he's great. Um, And so he introduced me to, to, they were called Interlude at the time. They changed their name to Echo. And uh, yeah. I, I had a general with them and then like a year later they called and were like, Hey, we have a project we think you might be interested in. And then I came in and just kind of pitched on that. And Jonathan was already there. It was called cringe at the time. And it was all, it was just all about like cringe worthy moments. And then it just sort of evolved from there to being like, let's make it more relatable, awkward moments. And then it, we kind of found this character, Jill and I had pitched them Milana. Cause I was like, you know, I think we had just started living together living together as roommates. And uh, anyway, so she was fresh in my head and I was like, oh, Milana would absolutely kill this. Um, and I think she was, she had just started her AT&T campaign mm-hmm. at the time. So that's an easy pitch, right? You're like, yeah. oh, she's and great. Like, I know her really yeah. well. She'll like, do oh this my God, favor. Yeah, she'd be so funny. Yeah. And then it sort of it evolved from there. And then it became that moment when, and then I wanted to do these mini games and that sort of became a new idea. And, mm-hmm. anyway. and so they're developing the technology with you a little bit as well, right? hundred percent. Yeah. That's cool. Um, like their platform is very, uh, it is, it's awesome. Cause it's like anybody can really upload their own stuff and make their own choose your adventure. Um, I just wanted to add this mini game element, which required us to have, you know, programmers and stuff to, um, to like tap into their API a little and, bit more. Yeah. yeah. And do some more killer, man. Cool. So what's, what's your next project? What's happening now? Um, Taking my next project is, yeah. My next project is a, like, I'm going to shoot a page a day mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's all going to be Dolly moves. Moving masters, man. Yeah. Right. It's called Dolly. It's called Dolly. Um, I am, um, you know, I mean, you know how it is. I'm pitching like, you know, 50 things. Like you're pitching shows? I'd say like I have seven projects that are like in various, various stages. stages, the worst phrase in the history of sure. filmmaking, but it's just, yeah, that's, that's part of it. Though, it's man. just a yeah. matter of like, which one's going to hit the dartboard. I don't know. And you're also um, writing and voicing a character on a Nickelodeon show. Yeah. So that's, that's called been awesome. Glitches. It's called glitch text. Glitch text. It's a really cool show. It's about, it's like, it's almost like a modern day ghostbusters, but instead of ghosts, they're busting uh, video game glitches that come to life and terrorize the town. Oh, cool. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's like the Matrix. It's, it's kind of the reverse Legend of Neil. Actually. Oh, perfect. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's cool. How'd you get that job? So Dan Milano, the creator, is a Guild fan. 
and uh, just emailed me out of the blue. I think he emailed Felicia first, and Felicia was like, you know who would be great on this show? Oh, wow. That's how that worked out. That's crazy, man. Yeah. And I had written, and that's the most use I ever got of the Comedy Central pilot that I wrote that came from Legend of Neil. (laughs) So everything. So you had a sample, basically, and you were like, oh, here you go. And then he was like, oh, my God, I love this sample. (laughs) <laughs> and so do you go sit in a room and in a writer's room and write all I do. day? Yeah. Is that yeah, yeah. like your day job? Um, well, I'm, a fr- I'm still freelancing, so I can kind of like pop in and out. So he was, uh, and the show was really cool about me taking this on. And mm-hmm. I'm just, I, I wrote, I wrote on three episodes like earlier in the season. And now they're like in the late stages of the final episodes. And so I'm just like popping in to consult and they pick up another script or whatever. Oh yeah. It just reminded me, it's worth mentioning that Sandeep wrote on Miss 2059 also. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Randomly. How'd you get involved with that? That was, <laughs> so through Anna, um, who, Anna Akana. Anna Akana. Yeah. Uh, I just had sort of become friends with. Are you um, just met her through like the YouTube world? Like I'm not a huge YouTube fan mm-hmm. of the like influencer. I mean, it's no, she's I, clearly it's great, talented. But, like she's super talented, and I'm like, this stuff is awesome and engaging. And anyway, so I was like, I I want to meet with her, and um, yeah. So from there, we started. She was like, she was actually looking for directors, and I was like, oh, I'd be totally interested in directing. And then just kind of the way it shook out was, well, do you would you be interested in writing on it? And I was like, yeah, that's cool too. Whatever. That's yeah, awesome. the whole yeah. writing staff on that show is pretty cool. Yeah, it was like you, was Melissa awesome. Hunter, who else? Yeah, yeah. Allison, uh, uh, and Allison uh, Brownstein, Allison, uh, who was nominated for an Oscar for Hidden Figures. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Uh, and it was uh, Simon and uh, Aaron, mm-hmm. uh, who are, you know, prolific writers. Right. They were on that Netflix show. Oh, God. I'm the like, Santa Clarita Diet. Santa Clarita, thank you. That well, was you cool. Know that, was kind of, that was actually my first like room experience really cool man how did you uh, like it i loved it yeah i mean i love writers rooms it's you it blast. seems like you would totally thrive right you're yeah. real pitchy you got like you're real fast it's like improv skills are yeah. really great you if know you were on so the you voice crush. adam levine would say that you're real pitchy i'm real pitchy i just mean you're fast on your feet yeah <laughs> i'm also pitchy like, <laughs> yeah, sure. musically as well yeah yeah we're, we're modulating <laughs> I'm more flat. Really. yeah um, <laughs> yeah no i love i love it it's yeah. such a cool environment and you're just constantly um, just dreaming and getting paid for it. Right. It's, it's great. Yeah. But I've only been in like really positive, good rooms too. So right. I, and I've heard these horror stories from folks like, um, like now I'm in this Nickelodeon room and we get a bunch of great writers through the doors. You know, people have wrote, written on Rick and Morty and, but anyway, so I meet really good writers all the time and then they talk about these like horror, st- these terrible rooms right, right. and I just haven't experienced that yet. And I'm sure like, if there's any writers that listen that are like, they're just like, yo, you just wait, dude. Yeah. It's going to be terrible yeah. when you get in one of those rooms. <laughs> but right now, these, I mean, it's been incredible. Yeah, killer, man. Yeah. And w- uh, directing wise, you're just kind of like pitching around right now, like thinking of the next thing. Basically. Yeah, I'm going go I mean, to go right into right hibernation for real. Like I, I, yeah. like I sort of decided when this project ended to really... Um, like surrender and mm-hmm. just kind of like trust that whatever comes like, like really not go after anything. Yeah. I, that's so smart because um, like nothing's going to get going until yeah. February or March probably for us. Right. You know? So like you could stress about it yeah. and like be like, why isn't the phone ringing? Which is or what like, I normally do. Right. Yeah. Me too. Is me constantly too. stress about what the next thing is. But I think I'm just going to, it's so funny because now I think I've had a long enough track record where I look back and I go, Every single thing that I got 
zero percent of it came from like planning what I wanted. It all came from like planning what I wanted and then do, you know, doing X, Y, and Z and that not panning out, but then paying off in totally different ways. Like the comedy central pilot is a perfect example. Right. How did I know that was going to net me a Nickelodeon show years later? Yeah. Yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. It's all about making stuff and meeting the right people. Yeah. Planting seeds. Planting seeds. It all comes around. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Well, speaking of of a perfect bookend to this interview, <laughs> we should probably move into our unpaid endorsements. Unpaid endorsements. Orin, you got anything, but Yeah. So uh, my endorsement, I guess, is to, if you're trying to make storyboards and you're a horrible storyboard artist, um, what I do is I make photo boards, or I've been doing it lately. It's just so easy, especially if we don't have a storyboard artist where I just go to the location where we're going to shoot and I just have like the AD or whoever I'm with just pose in, um, in the positions that our actors are going to pose. I usually use this app Artemis on my phone that lets you like choose lenses and stuff, but you can also just do it with your regular iPhone camera. And then I have like a keynote template where it's basically just like a storyboard template and I can just drop the pictures into this template and write the description of them. And it's pretty awesome. Like I share the boards, obviously you can show them to the client. They're not like beautiful storyboards. And a lot of times we're missing the props or the visual effects mm-hmm. that will happen, but I'll try to Photoshop some stuff together, but I share them with the crew and the producers and everyone, the production designers. And they like, they all know what direction we're going to be looking. The AD right. can plan the day and it's super helpful. So I'll post, I'll, I just did these ones for NVIDIA, this commercial that came out like a week ago so I can post, I'll post the boards and the final commercial. You'll see in the boards, our AD was, is a female and our actor is male. So you'll notice that they're different genders, but other than that, they, they look pretty much the same. Um, so it's real fun. heights and, or sure. skin color probably matters. They're too. different in <laughs> most ways, um, but they, the character is sitting down playing a, ah, a so video game. Go. So yeah. Yeah. I'll show you guys. You, you let me know if it works. Um, and you had mentioned that you had something. Well, I was just, I mean, I haven't re- really even, you know, gotten into this too much, but have you guys heard about this app called Headspace? Yeah. Yeah, that's good, though. I don't think we've had anybody recommend it yet. Um, so I highly recommend. It's kind of, it's how I'm starting my day now, which is, it's essentially, a, it's, a, it's a meditation app, but, uh, and it's a little, it's a little pricey. <laughs> Is but the first 30 days, are, it is subscription yeah. based, yeah, yeah. but the first 30 days are free and the, or the first like 10 meditations are free and you can just do mm-hmm. those over and over again. But man, it's made a world of difference for me and it keeps track of your, and if you do, I think eventually get the subscription, it keeps track of your meditations. If you care about leveling up as a, yeah, yeah. in your enlightenment, in your path to enlightenment, <laughs> but it does exactly what it says it does, which is give your, give, give me headspace. Yeah. My, my wife loves it and a DP I work with, Andy Radzewski credits it with like keeping him sane and like really intense. I, yeah, totally. And this, like we, you know, our post was even more crazy in in many ways than our production schedule. And so, uh, you know, we were doing like 18 hour post days sometimes and it was just. Right. Cause you have a zillion versions of every. Yeah. We could do, we could do a whole other podcast just talking about post on this. Sure. Um, Anyway, so I tried to, eventually my wife was like, get on that app. Every, she's like, every time you get into the car before you drive to the post house and before you walk into the post house, you can 
do do another do two meditations mm-hmm. before and after. Wait, you can do them while you're driving? No, no, not while. You, you like she's like I'm like I sat in the driveway and did like the cool thing with the app is there's all, a whole bunch of like one, two, three minute mm-hmm. meditations. So they're really like yeah, it's very practical. For so meditation. practical. Yeah, yeah. Wow. like you can spend two minutes. I mean, you're gonna spend probably two minutes on or twenty minutes on Facebook anyway, or on Twitter. Or, right. Um, watching the world burn, but like, you know, you can do two minutes of a, of an app that tells you to breathe and relax. Let me recommend if you ever get bored of headspace, uh, Oprah and Deepak Chopra have like a meditation program that they'll do. You can buy the CDs, but they'll do free Mm -hmm. 30 day trials every once in a while. And they're a little more guided than headspace. And I like them very much. Yeah, no, they're awesome. Do you know them? Yeah. uh, Yes. So good, right? They're they're amazing. They're an app also. Um, there's, there's a web interface for it, but you can just get the CDs. They're, they're a little pricey. So like getting like they'll do promotions every once in a while. Right. I've, I think I've only done the promotional things. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Well, my wife has. Yeah. Cool. And is that your endorsement, Matt? Um, no, my endorsement though, I'm, I'm down to endorse Deepak Oprah, uh, as I like to call it. Um, <laughs> Deepak Oprah. but, uh. I, uh, I have a Slate article um, called Christine Vachon Stays Thriving by Telling the Stories That Hollywood Won't, which is a, a profile and interview with Christine Vachon, who's a famous producer. I actually shared this article on the Twitter already. Um, but she's like, you know, your classic 90s film producer. I love Christine Vachon. She's great, right? She's like yep. incredible. I don't know if we've talked about her book, but... Uh, yeah, it was Killing... Uh, shoot, shoot to Kill. Shoot to Kill. Yeah, and she's yeah. got another one that I haven't read. But they're just like, they're classic 90s indie yep. New York DIY filmmaking, yep. right? She's Todd Haynes' producer. She's done all of his movies. She breaks, breaks people all the time. And it's just like a nice reminder that like not all of indie film is filled with skeezes, you know? And that's kind yeah. of a nice little reminder. And like she is still making the dream happen and like making the coolest shit with the true definition of independent spirit. That, that book was one of the first like director books or oh, really? you know, production Coleman. books I'd ever read. Yeah. yeah. Super fun, right? It's like that and all the Sam Raimi yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Were my uh, first uh, inspirations. There was that Bruce Campbell book that he had a biography. If Chins of. Could Kill, yeah. The Life of a Bee Actor. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. I have signed a signed copy of in my house. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> that says, shop smart, shop S-smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bruce Campbell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that book is great. Uh, well, cool, great. Sandeep. This was great. Um, if listeners want to learn more about you, how can they find you? So they can find me on the Twitters at Sandeep Parikh and also uh, Instagram at the very same handle. Parikh, you can spell it. P-A-R-I-K-H, oh. right? Oh, that is correct. No, but my, <laughs> Spoiler my, alert. My tagline is, if you can spell it, then you deserve it. <laughs> uh, yeah, P-A-R-I-K-H, Sandeep, S-A-N-D-E-E-P. But go check out the show. That's what I really yeah. care about. Well, yeah, go see the show. And you, you guys will link it, right? Yeah. yeah it'll be um, on the show. But if you, you go to helloecho.com. Hello, H-E-L-L-O-E-K-O.com. Helloecho.com. Cool. Cool. And you'll be able to find all of that stuff in the show notes. We'll link out everything there. You can uh, check us out uh, at justshootitpod.com. You can follow us on Twitter at justshootitpod. Instagram. We're going to take an Instagram in just a second at justshootitpod. You can follow us on Twitter at justshootitpod. And me at Mr. Matt Enlow. And me at Smitey Pileg. And this episode was edited by Christopher Robert Gray. And our webmaster is Ewan Williams. And the music was provided by the Free Music Archive and the artist Jazar. Leave us a note, leave us a review, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.